One of our partners is Cygnos. Did you guys know that more than one in three Americans have prediabetes? Well, I was kind of in that boat. And you're probably like, why is this so important? Well, I'm sure you've heard of insulin. And insulin helps bind the sugar in the blood and takes it into cells as a source of energy. If you have prediabetes, sugar begins to build up in the bloodstream rather than actually fuel your body. For me, I thought those acai bowls I was eating was so healthy. But because of my Cygnos, I saw what it was actually doing. Cygnos removed the guesswork of weight loss and provided me with the tools and knowledge I needed to develop healthier habits. It combines my glucose data from the CGM or continuous glucose monitor with an AI-driven app to deliver me real-time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Cygnos has an offer exclusively for our listeners. Go to Cygnos.com, that's S-I-G-N-O-S.com, and get 20% off select plans by using code THT today. That's Cygnos.com and use code THT to get 20% off select plans today. I got you a little presents. Thank you. All the way from Iceland or London. London. One of the two. In a duty free shop. Milka does seem like a London brand. Yeah, which also, I've been having a lot of stomach problems. Mm. And I just put two and two together that like milk, Milka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably has dairy. It maybe. probably has so much dairy because oh I've just God. been eating these like the whole trip. I just keep like <laughs> chomping on these like chocolate things. But my stomach is still messed up and I haven't yeah. had them since like Saturday at least. No, so. I, te- I texted Morgan. And I was like, I'm going to be late. Uh, had dairy today. Oh, <laughs> Never God. a good idea. Oh, God. <laughs> my stomach has been not happy. Is That's an understatement. I keep tooting. <laughs> Cat's out of the bag, guys. She toots in front of Justin now. Crazy. Cat is out of the bag. I can't help it. My stomach is so messed up. I can't hold that in. Like I tried holding it in a couple of days in Iceland when we were mm-hmm. driving because me and Justin drove the whole ring road around yeah. Iceland. And it's like, you can't hold that in when you're in, like in pain. Mm-hmm. My stomach literally started cramping. I was in pain from holding yeah. them in. Yeah. I just had to start letting out. them fly in the car. I and I would, out. I would like roll down the window. I'm like, do you smell that? Is that, is there a, a geyser nearby? <laughs> Hot spring? Like, do you, uh, it smells like, it smells like I, sulfur. It's just so funny to me because you guys are so close and so comfortable on everything and this one will always boggle my mind because I it was like literally two weeks into dating my boyfriend at the time and he like would fart so loud and so often it was like almost like he was proud of it and so then I probably was but and I kept being like hey that's rude don't fart in front of me and he'd be like rude what yeah and then I was like well don't fart when I'm in the middle of a sentence or something, I don't know. It just feels wrong how often you do it. And so then I would start to fart in front of him. I was like, take that. <laughs> Farts are pretty powerful. What can I say? <laughs> Mine are so bad lately. I need like a colon cleanse or an enema. I don't even know. I just, the smell. I'm sorry. It's too much. It's too much. But <laughs> Iceland is magical. Um, life is good. Lauren's dating again. Went on a went on a date with a, a new Netflix rom com star. <laughs> it's, it's, um, actually, it's really funny because my I told my friend that I went on a date and <laughs> and I told him I was like, honestly, 
the English accents, they get me. I was like, it just, they just sound so eloquent all the time. God. They're so hot. And then he just sent me a post right now. That's what I was listening to. And you're like, can you turn that off so I can figure out this volume? And the post was this comedian being like, the problem with us Americans that we hear an accent and we just automatically think that it's just hot. They're smart. They Uh know everything. And the, the comedian was like, they could literally be like, Oh my god, my my nuts are hairy and they really <laughs> smell. And people will be like, "Oh my god, you're so intelligent." <laughs> I want to watch that. I know that sounds hilarious. Okay, well, I'm really excited that we're doing this. I need to stop eating before I keep talking. This shit is just so good. <laughs> um, I'm really, I'm really, really, really excited for this. This is like an emergency session we're doing right now like I had a whole episode planned for this week and completely pushed it till next week because of the fact I got an update on one of the stories we read our last episode together which was better ways to handle this question mark or like Mm -hmm. was this handled properly Mm -hmm. essentially and it's 10 p.m on Tuesday I gotta get this turned around by Thursday which is actually Wednesday at midnight so this is going to be a quick one mm-hmm. for little Mogi. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a little nervous about it, but I think it's worth it because this theme is about to be really, really good. Fuck yeah. Let's do it. Are you excited? I'm really excited. Okay, let's dive in. Okay. So we read a story and it was the first story on that episode because I did have you re-listen to it today to do a little research, make sure we kind of knew what we were talking about, knew about the story. And it was a story about a mom who came out and said that she yelled at her kids and told them that she like regretted having them, like essentially wished they never would have been born. She got them like Nintendo Switches for their birthday Nintendo Switch each. She said that she starved herself in order to get these presents. Yeah. And then they like freaked out, called her a dinosaur. They made fun of her when she was crying. Like said something along the lines of like, just leave. Like no one's going to know. No one cares if you're here or not. Yeah. So it was was messy. And so I don't want to give too much away. When I read the other side, you'll know how it came about. But... I got messaged the other side to the story. And it's not written by one of the boys or the ex-husband. It is actually written by her daughter. She has a daughter. Yeah. Failed failed to mention that that key detail. Wow. So let's uh let's read this one. So the title of the original was I told my sons I wish I never gave birth to them. And then the other side is titled, I Hate My Mom and How She Convinced Thousands of People That She's the Victim. This is going to be long, but please bear with me. I, 23 female, am no longer in contact with my mom, Jane, because of years of abuse, manipulation, fear-mongering, and hatred. I was conceived through a one-night stand. Jane couldn't get in contact with the guy and so carried and raised me as a single mother until she met someone. And God, did she let me know it. 
She made sure to tell me how unwanted, unlovable, and disgusting I was. Oh my God. She admitted to neglecting me as an infant and toddler and how she would essentially have screaming matches with me. When I was five, she met William and they fell in love. They got married within a year and William adopted me after his twin sons, John and Oscar, 16 male, were born. I was seven. Their relationship moved very fast and I believed it caused a lot of turmoil. I truly believe the pregnancy was to trap William, but that's speculation and opening a whole can of worms. During the pregnancy, Jane would have tantrums about having twins, how she only wanted one, and how she would only love the first one that came out. What the fuck? This was a new side to her that William hadn't seen before, and he shut it down quickly. Well, she kept her promise and only gave attention to Oscar. John was completely neglected by her other than to feed. She had intense postpartum depression Mm. and that's not her fault, but what is is how she handled it. She refused to get help and claimed PPD slash PPP is for insane and bad mothers. Oh my God. At some point when the boys were a year or so old, she was admitted in hospital for having intense thoughts about hurting herself or others. Mm. She was diagnosed with depression, anxiety, and PPP. She spent five months in a hospital slash mental health facility. For those five months she was gone, I've never felt so much love from another person in my life. Bearing in mind, I was just eight. All I had known was yelling and emotional abuse. When she got out, both sides of the family had a big sit down and told her their expectations. It was all doable. Go to therapy, take her meds, and they made her a list of emergency contacts who she could call if she was feeling it all a bit too much. She had a support system in place, but she didn't use it. We moved out when William got home and found me at age 11, trying to cook dinner for my brothers, except Jane had turned the gas and electric off as punishment. Jane had locked herself in the bathroom and wouldn't come out because John was upset. Remember, she hates John. She had also thrown a ton of stuck around in a fit of rage because I said she probably shouldn't take Oscar to the shop if she can't walk straight. William packed our stuff up and we left for his mother's. Jane was not happy about that. When he found out she had thrown shit around and at me, he was furious. He filed for divorce the following Monday. The court gave him full custody with mandated visitations from Jane. I remember crying myself to sleep when I found that out. We moved out to grandma's house and into a nice flat where we seemed to really get our life together. Other than the visitation, we were good until William got a new job and we had to move across the city. This set Jane off, who up until this point had been on mostly good behavior. We moved closer to William's sister and her family. They all knew about Jane. Aunt was on the contact list, but we all tried to move forward. Things were good for a couple of years, but then I turned 16. The day after my 16th, I got a text from Jane telling me that she's moving out and that I need to pack my stuff from my old room. I went, stupidly, and began putting things into piles. Jane just stood in the doorway and eventually began bawling her eyes out. She began apologizing for everything she had done and how she feels like a failure. This is when she told me about the emotional and verbal abuse she inflicted on me as an infant slash toddler and how she blames herself for my numerous mental health issues. This was all leading up to her asking if I could ever forgive her. I said no. 
I said that she may feel guilty, but she's stuck in this cycle where she's abused the boys as well. She lost her fucking mind and kicked me out. It got a little physical between us, and she ended up screaming that I'm no longer her daughter and how she's disowning me. Good. When I got home, I told William everything. He was furious too, and went to her place and arrived back home hours later with our stuff. I don't know what went down, and I don't want to. We filed a police report. I had scrapes and bruises, and her mandated visits were lifted. A weight had been lifted off my shoulders. Mm -hmm. It felt like this black cloud of negativity had finally eased up. I felt so much happier. I began to focus on school and my family without dreading having to see her. We couldn't get a restraining order, but she kept her distance. She would send birthday and Christmas cards, but we never reciprocated. The boys know a little bit about what went down, but William was very frugal with what he told them. He said he didn't want to inflict unnecessary emotional damage onto them. Then, on their 16th, she shows up, which was weird because she never shows up to anything. I kept my distance and stayed in the kitchen, but I could still see and hear everything. I was shaking in fear and had to run to the bathroom at one point. She had bought them both Nintendo Switches. They both opened her presents last and both quietly thanked her. There was no insults being thrown around. No one said, let her go. It won't make a difference. The atmosphere was stifling. In fact, it was Jane who yelled and insulted first. She called the twins ungrateful brats, and the second she stood up to yell, William and Auntie began to push her outside. As she was being pushed, she points at the twins and yelled, You're both fucking ungrateful, unlovable little cunts, and my biggest regret is not aborting you when I had the chance. Oh my god. Wow. The party was naturally ruined at this point, and the boys are both totally emotionally destroyed. <sighs> William left at one point to go and talk to her because she had blocked William, the only one who has her number. But I don't know the specifics. It's been a few weeks since the incident, and the boys are both destroyed. Oscar has become a recluse, and John isn't eating. I'm furious. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry for making this so long. I'm just so mad, traumatized, and upset by the whole thing. Jesus Christ. Ugh. Oh, didn't see like, that coming, did you? Uh, like, so it's so fucking crazy to hear this because if anyone remembers well from this story, one of the things that I did say was that, you know, like mm -hmm. taking, you know, we don't know all the details, but taking this story for face value and, you know, assuming the best, assuming this mom is just really like the victim here, here are my thoughts, right? But there was a part of me that kind of felt like it's almost too perfectly set up for her to be this perfect victim where mm -hmm. I felt like there was something missing, but I didn't have information to. Yeah. So it's like I went off of that. And hearing this is just so crazy because it's like, you know, you know that there's two sides to every story. So every story we read, you know, there's always going to be missing pieces. Yeah. But when the second story is so polarizing, it no, is the first just one is a flat out fucking lie. A fucking lie. It's all a it's, complete lie. It's so distorted. Yeah. But like, but there's like those like the little like things that are the same, right? Like the, the Nintendo, of truth. The, like the Nintendo Switches, like yeah. enough for that we can realize that they are the same stories, right? Mm -hmm. Like the 16th birthday. Like obviously, people recognized. Exactly. Otherwise, I wouldn't. Right? Like a listener. The reason I found this is because a listener sent it to me, and this is r slash the this 
her post is on r slash vent because she didn't even take it and like respond to it, no. right? Like she nope. didn't take the post. No, so a lot of the two-sided yeah. stories that I have, like a lot of the people found the post and replied, and replied in the it. comments. Right. Mm-hmm. She didn't do that. Yeah. She went to a totally different mm-hmm. subreddit, r slash vent, wow. which has, I uh, think, 130 something on it. 133K. Okay. Like there's no one on there. There's only 300 no and well, it's someone, <laughs> but compared to like the, the other, the big yeah. threads that are millions yeah. of people. Yeah. So the mom posted on true off my chest, which had, I think there's 1.7 million on that sub. Mm-hmm. So the, the, I mean, it's a small percentage. And right. so to be sent it and then I'll read her edit, which mm-hmm. I think is kind of like what really caused me to like have this, like this visceral reaction where mm-hmm. I was like, Lauren, we need to record this now. Yeah, like I got oh sent this Sunday, and I texted you immediately, and I go, "When are you free?" Yeah, like, this was an emergency record? recording session. <laughs> Literally, like nine one one. When can you record? She's like, "When are you available?" I was like, "I'm available. Let's go." <laughs> She's like, "I'm excited." I was like, "If you're excited, I'm excited. Let's go." Yeah, because I I think it is. It's not a theme we've done, and I've I've toyed with the idea with it before, but I didn't know if I would be able to find enough stories, and like, I definitely did because here we are. But it's so important to get her side out too because I like I felt. I felt really bad. So let me read her edit and then we'll talk about probably why I felt so bad. So edit, hi everyone. I'm just popping in to clarify some things that I've been receiving in my DMs and questions in the cross posts. Yes, I do read them. One, I do have a Reddit account, but I only use it to post Sims 4 content. Kind of lame, I know. And I am only subscribed slash following subs of games I play. My second year of uni has has also been kicking my ass and so I haven't been online as much. I know her post got a lot of traction, but I didn't see it. It got deleted, so it's not going to pop up on suggested sub posts Reddit is pushing. Two, I did hear about my mother's post from the THT podcast. Hence the weird timing. I know it seems a little coincidental, but I promise this is all real. Three, I have zero ill will towards anyone who sympathized with my mother as they were going off her original post. I've gotten many people DMing me about it, and I just wanted to say that I totally understand why anyone reading the original post would think, what a shit family. It did suck to read everyone siding with her, but there is literally no reason to be mad as that's all the info they had. Yeah. Which I think that's like, again, we do like recognize, I think you more so than anyone, you do a really good job of like devil's advocating. I've said that like is a very, it's like one of your superhero powers. Like it's a good power, good trait to have. But like, I think, I think also sometimes we do. You've definitely screamed at me for it before. <laughs> There's sometimes when you don't need to be the devil's advocate, Lauren, especially when it comes to Kim Kardashian almost killing my dad. Oh my. That was our uh, like biggest we, fight. Yeah, we got in one fight over it because, yeah. She but literally anyway. almost like ran him down, like ran him off the road or some shit. Yeah. And I obviously like that's. You're like, I don't know if Kim could have been. Blah, blah. I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> that's our biggest fight I think we've ever had. But you yeah. do do a good job of that. And so. I think there are sometimes you get a lost in the sauce, but it's also we only have one side most times. And so we we do take it at face value because how annoying would it be if every post we sat there and shat on it mm-hmm. or we're like, this is fucking fake. Yeah. None of us would fucking be here. I'll tell you that right now. It would be a shit podcast. So I felt really, really bad, especially the fact that she heard it on the podcast. And I'm not sure if she's a regular listener or just like someone sent it to her whatever but like how 
how traumatizing would that be? Well, I mean, and the, the good thing about this, hearing this, is that she is smart enough and strong enough, uh, strong enough, yeah, emotionally mature enough to see that it's like people are saying this because they're only going off of a story of lies, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, and we say this all the time. It's like we're going off the face value. Like we, there's always going to be more to each story that we read, but like we don't have more. So all we're going off of is yeah. what we what we have, right? And so it's it's really amazing that she, at her young age, and especially going through so much fucking bullshit growing up, and probably like a lot of trauma, so much trauma. It's like it's really amazing that she can see that and be like I'm not mad at anyone like I just wanted to like vent and put this out here like yeah. what the truth is right <sighs> I can't God, even imagine tough, I would be so triggered like hearing oh, your God. life story told in a complete lie well and it's like there's enough like kind of like what we said there's enough of the the situation that makes it so it's like oh it's the same like I bought them Nintendo Switches mm -hmm. oh I left like there's little details in there that are similar, but I can't even imagine after like being subjected to this abuse and trauma and then having her, who is not the victim in this, play the victim, I would be, I'd lose my mind. Yeah. I'd lose my mind. So oh my God, I, I felt really bad. I reached out and I messaged her and she messaged me back. Um, and I did ask, I was like, do you want to come on? I'm I'm going to read your side. Like, would you want to come on and answer any questions or talk about it with us? Things like that. Um, and I, I did say, I was like, I totally understand if you're not comfortable because this is a scary thing to do. Yeah, I fucking shit myself every time I come up here. Yeah, and so not comfortable. However, she is gracious enough that if we have any questions, she will answer the questions. Um, so I will post on the YouTube a pinned comment and if you want to ask op like this op questions just reply to that what you'd like asked um but i'm i'm really happy that she's getting her side out because i i just it's so important to get that truth out there and well can i just say too like ugh. i feel so fucking happy that she was able to be taken in by such a loving father. Oh my God. Yeah. Like the way that it sounds is that he took her in as a child just as much as his biological children. Yeah, I think so too. Which I, that, that type of stuff just makes me so happy. Like that no. is the part of life that I love so much. Um, especially because like, you know, you hear a lot of times like this whole like motherly instinct and like mothers are hold, held to like a more higher standard like when it comes to kids and like so it makes me really happy when I hear like a father that like steps up like that it's you know amazing well and like the fact that he abuse after abuse but like so bad I think the the cutting the power off and the gas off is like you're literally starving your kids for a punishment it's fucked up psychotic um but the fact that he came home and found stuff out and then was like, mm -hmm. nope, we're done. We're leaving yep. and filed for divorce Monday. Yeah. Like, incredible. Absolutely. Incredible to advocate for your kids Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. Yes. It sounds like she's got herself a, a little Jerry almost. Yeah. That's what my dad did for me. He's not my biological dad. So that's really. I love it. Makes me really happy. Um, but yeah, I, I, in hindsight, like I think kind of with what you said, like you had this inkling mm -hmm. and I, I listened over to our response and reading the story and everything before this. And um, 
it's kind of like it kind of hits you in the face where you're like, oh, in hindsight, like kind of like what you said, it was just too good to be true. There yeah. was too many details. And like, I don't know. It was I think, too many like things pointing into a way of everyone wanting to like give her sympathy mm-hmm. and to see her as a victim. And like I've I've heard situations like this, like through other people that I know, like their friends and and whatnot, where sometimes people will tell their story in a way that tailors it to validate themselves right Mm -hmm. and I actually think about this when we're on the show and you're telling me stories of people that are like am I the asshole like I just punched my friend in the face for no reason like am I the asshole I'm like wait how do you not realize that you're the asshole and I'm like this has to be like genuine because like why like no like you just dead ass don't realize that you're the asshole and you're asking people if you are but like when someone right like this like writes in you know I don't think she said, am I the, did she say, am I the asshole? No, she didn't. It was but, just true off my chest. So yeah. I wasn't necessarily looking for a, but a it was, vote. but it was, you know, looking for some type of validation. Oh, attention. Val- oh, validation. hundred percent. Yeah. And so I, and I've like, I know, I know that sometimes people will literally j- just go to therapists to validate their own stories instead of just to get help. Right. Because it's like mm-hmm. to go to a therapist is to be just completely vulnerable. Tell the whole story, how it is, like all, all of the points that you can see from like your given stance. Right. But like some people go there and whether they're unable to see other like aspects of the story or whether they genuinely just want to get that validation and tailor it directly to like get the therapist to be like, you're mm-hmm. right. The people around you are toxic. <laughs> like that's what this feels like. It is interesting, too, because it was posted on True Off My Chest. So it's like, it's supposed to be true, you You bitch. You fucker. God damn it. I know. So on the best of Redditor updates, they've compiled all this. And um, the people do say, like, I was a little skeptical. Like, the fact that she was just playing herself up to be such a victim and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I will say, like, there are people that do go through this. Oh, yeah, of course. That's why we all believed it. Yeah. 100%. It's like, well, and everyone on the True Off My Chest did, too. Like, looking at that. Yeah, everyone commented and we're like, no, fuck that. Everyone commented. You guys, uh, literally, the fact that I was just like, yeah, I don't think that that's the right way to, like, communicate to a 16-year-old saying, I wish you were never, I never had you. And there was people that were, like, mad about me saying that. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'm against the mom. I'm with the mom. But, yeah. But I don't I think there's better ways to communicate your feelings and people like still weren't happy with that. So like, yes, like that story, like things like that clearly yeah. happen. It's believable enough that like not only the people on the Reddit's like um, comments, but the people on our comments also were just like, wow, no, they were like mom power. Fuck the boys. Like yeah. any type of like. So, yeah, like we're. Uh, yeah, it does. It does happen. Yeah, absolutely. Po- like right. plausible in other right. families. But not the case in this one, which is why it was so important that this other side came out. Yeah. And so thank you for sharing. Thank mm-hmm. you for allowing us to read it. Yeah. And again, if anyone has questions for her and And also one last thing I just want to point out too, like yeah. even though this is sad that she heard this from two hot takes, but then it also gave the ability to share her side of the story and then we could share it too. And it doesn't really matter because nobody is named, right? But at the same time, it's kind of cool that we're 
also bringing this to light mm-hmm. I don't know would you say like I, it's a positive to it yeah I um I I had really mixed feelings when I was like I, when I saw that she heard it on the two hot takes podcast because like obviously I know I'm gonna get choked up I don't know I obviously know everyone that's writing in is they're real, real people but when you accept the I, troll post but when you yeah. feel that it like directly affects someone 100%, yeah. like I was so scared for that because I was like I even messaged her and I was like I'm so sorry if this was like even more traumatic for you like to go yeah. through hearing this and like you just feel bad because you're I try when we read these stories like sometimes I get really heated and I, I throw out a lot of fuck yous like fuck you Jane <laughs> <laughs> but I try to still give my answers where I'm not overly aggressive towards the writers if they piss me off or the people sometimes. Well, it I is, don't know. It's but it easy just, like to dissociate. And that's why like when any like in any world, if people are commenting, the meanest comments that they'll do is when their name's not associated. Yeah. Right. Like and so and it goes like back and forth. So it's just like the less that we identify people with people like if your name's like kitty cat one two three with no profile picture then it's like harder (laughs) to like identify you as like having any type of human substance you know but yeah no I've actually noticed this too within when I'm speaking on the podcast the other way around right like sometimes you've read a story off that is a listener write-in and my reaction I'm like okay no she's she's wrong and then and then all of a sudden I'm like oh fuck I forgot it's a listener right yeah. and now I feel bad yeah because now you're like now I now you're now we know now you're a human yeah. you know so I, I know that shit happens like well it's like a phenomenon too I mean it you, really is you look at even like positions of power can change people like yeah. I know the Stanford prison experiment has now been like invalidated but it has been and, invalidated? Yeah. There, <gasps> I didn't know that. There's something when? recently, there's something with it that the prison guards were like coached before. And so it wasn't necessarily like an accurate portrayal of okay. what people would do in positions of power. Some people say it still stands. Some say the guards were coached a little I... before. So I haven't really dived into it. But... And I'm not saying like we have positions of power, but like just but even if you're coached, a platform, so to speak, I yeah. guess. Yeah, that's true. Like where you treat the Reddit ones different than we would a listener With write a listener, in, right? Because they're like our part of our little family. Yeah, the part of the family where it's just like you don't want to hurt their feelings. It feels so anonymous when it's you know Reddit. on Reddit, and it we is. don't know anything about it. Is. Know, and it is anonymous. It which is anonymous. Is why, and like, the listener write ins exactly, aren't. which we would never do that about a person. Like expose them on this pod. Like even like I, I don't even like talking about anyone in my life on this podcast because I don't want to like anyone to feel like exposed like that right so I think that's what makes it feel like it's you know okay but at the same time when we hear that somebody is just like I heard it from the two it it makes it feel so real I literally started crying holy shit yeah I don't blame you I almost started crying when I read it and so it's just I'm happy that I feel like I can rectify it a little bit and which is why called 911 aka Lauren was like we gotta record (laughs) and then we made this whole theme of other two-sided stories yeah so on to the next one okay let's do it
One of our partners is Cygnos. Did you guys know that more than one in three Americans have prediabetes? Well, I was kind of in that boat. And you're probably like, why is this so important? Well, I'm sure you've heard of insulin. And insulin helps bind the sugar in the blood and takes it into cells as a source of energy. If you have prediabetes, sugar begins to build up in the bloodstream rather than actually fuel your body. For me, I thought those acai bowls I was eating was so healthy. But because of my Cygnos, I saw what it was actually doing. Cygnos removed the guesswork of weight loss and provided me with the tools and knowledge I needed to develop healthier habits. It combines my glucose data from the CGM or continuous glucose monitor with an AI-driven app to deliver me real-time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Cygnos has an offer exclusively for our listeners. Go to Cygnos.com, that's S-I-G-N-O-S.com, and get 20% off select plans by using code THT today. That's Cygnos.com and use code THT to get 20% off select plans today. This one is titled... It's been like super, super deleted. Uh, I believe it was titled A Rock and a Hard Place. Hi, Reddit. In a committed long-term relationship with a wonderful human. Met in college. So many lovely adventures and fond memories. Significant other is great. Super supportive of what I do. Loves unconditionally and would never leave anyone stranded. Stayed with me through some of my lowest lows with my career and mental health. Huge reason as to why we're getting married. Recently encountered someone on a work trip. At the time, I had no thoughts of making a mistake and there was no situation in which that would have happened. I may have developed a crush. I left it alone and chalked it up to infatuation by proximity. Maybe just some physical urge. Maybe just the circumstance of the trip. But nonetheless, left it alone. It's been four months since that trip and I find myself captivated by my coworker. Sex appeal isn't necessarily a factor here. When we talk, I feel emotionally engaged. I find myself going above and beyond to help with their projects and make active effort to talk to slash hear from them. To make it worse, they're in a relationship with a mutual friend of me and my significant other. I haven't said a peep about it to significant other or a coworker. I'm still trying to process it. I've never dealt with anyone like this before. Is it even possible to be in love with more than one person at a time? I'm confused, guilty, frustrated, all at the same time. I don't have any ill intent. I don't want to home wreck, and I certainly am not going to act out on impulse. What the hell should I do? Fuck. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? We have an update. Okay. Month update. Coworker has said via text that they love me, and I reciprocated. Has also since called me and told me they were thinking of me and wanted to hear my voice. I think it's time to break this off with my significant other, and I don't expect coworker to do the same, nor do I expect to end up with my coworker. But this isn't right or fair for my significant other, and I don't want to string them along if I'm not totally devoted to them. Yeah. Wish me luck. And here comes the other side. Oh, fuck. My now former fiance, 28 male, Came here for advice months ago on his emotional affair and never said a word to me, 28 female. I don't really know what to say about it. We just relocated halfway across the country and I don't know anyone here. I think it's gross that he involved me in his emotional affair, wanted me to be friends with her, asked me to help him put a care package together for her birthday, which is how I knew something was off. 
He never does stuff like that. We even went away on a couple's weekend with her and her boyfriend in June before we moved. It just feels so slimy. I found their cutesy messages a few weeks ago, and he acknowledged that it was wrong but denied any connection, just said that he was struggling and being self-destructive and looking for validation. I stayed because he said this was related to mental health and he wanted us to try to get to a good place. This morning, I found his Reddit post where he said they've told each other that they love each other and he was asking advice on how to deal with the guilt of loving us both. He wrote that he was going to end things with me, but he posted that two months ago and he never said anything. That was before I even found the first text. Why not just let me end it when I confronted him about them instead of convincing me to stay and dragging me through all of this? How about before I moved 1,600 miles away? How about before you pursued her at all? I ended it this morning and he didn't argue because he doesn't love me anymore. And I guess I kind of just can't fathom that. I'm not shocked that we weren't in a good place. So much background, I don't know what to include. But I am shocked that he would do something like this to me. We've been together for eight years. Oh my God. And I thought we had a solid friendship underneath it all. I'm going to be okay and I know I deserve better. I'll end up with someone who loves me the way I deserve, but I wanted that to be him, and I really believed that it was. So, how can we be here now? The betrayal I feel, dot, dot, dot. I don't know how to describe it. Please tell me someone else has been here. I know I'm not alone, but I think I just need to hear it. Wow. This was a comment on it, or she reposted it? She had her own post. It looks like, yeah. How do, we, how do we know like that they're related? It does say edit text of his Reddit post can be found in the comments below. Update in the comments as well. So she shared his post okay. in the comments of hers. So, you know, it's it's linked. And she found his account, which makes me think like it wasn't just her finding the post. Yeah. She actually like found mm-hmm. his account. So that sucks. Oh, my God. That's just like the most like horrific thing ever because it's... Oh, it's so it's so hard because it's like, okay, he was trying to do the right thing, right? Like by thinking maybe I'm just going through something and I'm like, but I don't know what's going on. I know I love her. Like it sounds like he was having like a mental like battle with himself being like, I love this person that I've been with for so long. But why do I keep having these urges? But like, it's just, you know what I mean? Like it's, but it's also, it's so wrong. It's an emotional affair. It's not. He was definitely tussling with himself. Yeah. Also, mm, what? I have something. Okay. I don't, I get like, yeah, he was struggling and really like having a hard time with things. But why would she say, I love you if lines like hadn't been crossed? Like, I love you. That's so serious. Well, that's why I think it was an emotional cheating. Yeah, because and then he just didn't consider that crossing the line. Yeah, a lot of people don't. What? Weirdly. But I think like because they both had a relationship, what I'm picturing it as is that he he was like, I can get to know her and be really close with her mm. and be friends with her because we're both in a relationship. So we're not like doing anything wrong. We're just being friends and we're like a couple's friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then it was like it got to the point where it was like they were clearly close there's clearly something going on and so then that happened and i think that is honestly worse than 
physical cheating and it's hard to like put them next to each other but like that is insanely painful i think it's more intimate it's so intimate like not that this can just be sex right but there's no like one night blacked out sex like not saying that that's any less painful that's like extremely fucking it's still an affair yeah it's it's a person that's right being cheated on receiving any of that like when you're in a relationship where you have this like commitment like that type of betrayal is it's it's awful. Like, I, I honestly think that, I don't know, hearing stories like that really make me cringe a lot because I just can't imagine the feeling that this person must be having hearing that the person that she's dedicated eight years of her life with Mm -hmm. was doing this to her. Like, it kills me to hear that. And so I can't even imagine and I can you and imagine like no. finding a post and that's how you find out. Oh like, my God. Like this isn't even Justin and I have been together for four years. About four years. Mm-hmm. It's been over yeah. And so for me, this would like that's they were together eight. Mm-hmm. So even like imagining this now, where like I went on Reddit and like find a yeah. post, like, oh, I'm thinking about cheating and then oh, I need to break it off. I need to break up with her. Heartbreaking. But then he didn't break up with you. Mm-hmm. He's just been toying you along and yeah. and moved. You moved across the yeah. country. I know breaking up with someone is hard. Right. But you got to be strong enough because like if if you actually love and care that pers- about that person, which you were with them for eight years, like I hope to fucking God that you do, then you have to be strong enough. I know it's hard, but like you can't do that to a person. That is so awful. Like, and I don't think he loved her. I'll tell you why. Why? Uh, the comment here, she stayed with me through some of my lowest lows with my career and mental health. Huge reason as to why we're getting married. I think he liked having his emotional support. It, like, even, yeah, like, she's great. She's supportive of what I do. Loves unconditionally and would never leave anyone stranded. But nowhere in this... Like even the first line, in a committed long-term relationship with a wonderful human, met in college, so many lovely adventures and fond memories. There's no mention of love here. I love her. I care so deeply for her. I don't want to hurt her, but God, this coworker, I don't I don't know. Like there's no mention of any feelings in mm. regards to her. Yeah. It's all like and I, I know a lot of times we... And he truly probably thought he was doing, like, the right thing. Yeah. You know? And I know, like, we do describe people based on how they make us feel. Like, that's a very yeah, common absolutely. thing. But at the same time, like, no mention of love. Yeah. Like, there's nothing there except, like, she she puffs me up. And I recognize she's a good person. And that's a big part of why we're getting married. I would hope that's not the reason someone wants to marry me. Where's the love? Yeah. Where's the love? A lot of comments from OP on the original. I'm reading off of best of Redditor updates. Agreed. Her boyfriend is a friend of my ex-fiance, which makes it that much worse. I took screenshots of the Reddit post and told him that he needs to come clean or I'll tell the guy myself. He hemmed and hawed and tried to worm his way out of it. He just deleted the text conversation with her instead, which just shows he's not remorseful. He just doesn't want consequences. If he doesn't do it tonight, when he gets home from work, I will. 
I suspect he contacted her to delete her stuff as well, but I think the Reddit post is damning enough. Edit two. For those who want to see his original post, I did include the link earlier, but then people were going there and commenting, which like, girl, I hear you. And I'm just not trying to make this even more difficult, so I pulled it. Update. He did message the friend and come clean. I did feel he played it down a little bit. My significant other felt this and my significant other felt I should message you, etc., etc. As if this was because I reacted poorly rather than them having this flirtation or whatever. He did not send the Reddit post at first, but did afterwards when I insisted. The girl's boyfriend said it was no big deal. <laughs> so, God hey. Damn it. Whatever. I hate guys sometimes. <laughs> whatever floats their boat. I fucking hate how casual some men can act, 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 act. Capital. <laughs> <laughs> Underline act. Italicized. No big deal. Strike I through. I don't care. No, honestly, there are some, like, I know some guys where, like, I mean, and girls too, but, like, specifically, I've met a couple of guys that are calling, mm, I don't know what anxiety is. <laughs> Just golden retrievers. Yeah. We had a big blow up, said some mean things, and he went outside to call his family and cool off. When he came back, he sat down and apologized, and I actually believed it was sincere. We both made the same face at the same time. I need to watch that back <laughs> on the camera. Because <laughs> um, I just like dozed off and did that, and then I looked up at you and you're doing the same thing as me. Um, I don't believe that at all. Uh, yeah, what? I don't know how she's... Also, who goes outside and calls their family in the middle of a big fight with their significant other? Go for a walk, maybe read the news. But mm -hmm. hey, I don't know. I don't know. Teach their own. Whatever. I think he's lying. We're over, but we cried and mourned the life we would have had together. You may think me weak for that, but I really needed the only other person in the world who could feel the life we were supposed to have say goodbye to it with me. A hundred percent. Yeah. I don't think that's weak at all. No. I literally... Been, you have to mourn. Absolutely. And Eight years? Yeah. And to be able to do it... Engaged? With, and Yeah. And to do it with somebody that... The only person who understands as much as you do or possibly as much as you do, like, yeah, of course that makes sense. Yeah. The angry part of me feels like to be unloved by the person I love, cheating the whole thing is my worst nightmare. And he knows it. I've always told him cheating is a deal breaker. It's harder in practice. And quote, I can't make you love me makes me cry every time. And I think he wasn't brave enough to break up when he wanted to. So he concocted this horrible, cruel, backstabbing nightmare to make me do the dirty work of the breakup while he got some cheap validation. He trickled truth the whole time. It took multiple confrontations with irrefutable evidence to get him to acknowledge any of it. And he didn't even care enough to stop talking to her afterwards. He wanted to sweep it all under the rug and was annoyed at me when I expected him to tell the truth to me and the girl's significant other. But I'm at a point now where the anger is tired and all that's left is heartbreak. Mm. The weaker part of me feels like he is struggling with his mental health and he wonders if it's not that he doesn't love me anymore, but he's just pushing me away. I know you'll think that's just an excuse, which is fair, and maybe I'm blindsided by wanting that to be true so fucking badly. He is going to be seeking help, and I can't stop myself from thinking, oh, well, what if he gets better and turns out this was temporary insanity, and he'll treat me like he used to before all this. In eight years, he's never done anything even close to this. He doesn't even look at other women. Didn't is a better word, I guess. But I feel like this has just smashed me. 
So even if there was a miraculous resurrection of an earlier time, I don't know if I could ever trust who he's messaging or what he's deleting. Yeah. I think we'll still be living together for a while, but I'm just going to do my best to live my own life. I do hope he gets better and I want him to have a good life. The idea of never seeing him again just burns me up inside. The idea feels unnatural. Maybe it'll feel less unnatural tomorrow or the next day. If you're still here, thank you for reading my ramblings. I don't feel as strong as I did earlier, but your comments and DMs have bolstered me. I read every single one of your stories, and while I'm sad that so many of us have been in this boat, I'm glad we're paddling together. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, God. Heartbreak is treacherous. I think she said it all in that. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. I have nothing to say. I think living together will be hard, but just time to heal. Yeah. One of our partners is Cygnos. Did you guys know that more than one in three Americans have prediabetes? Well, I was kind of in that boat. And you're probably like, why is this so important? Well, I'm sure you've heard of insulin. And insulin helps bind the sugar in the blood and takes it into cells as a source of energy. If you have prediabetes, sugar begins to build up in the bloodstream rather than actually fuel your body. For me, I thought those acai bowls I was eating was so healthy. But because of my Cygnos, I saw what it was actually doing. Cygnos removed the guesswork of weight loss and provided me with the tools and knowledge I needed to develop healthier habits. It combines my glucose data from the CGM or continuous glucose monitor with an AI-driven app to deliver me real-time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Cygnos has an offer exclusively for our listeners. Go to Cygnos.com, that's S-I-G-N-O-S.com, and get 20% off select plans by using code THT today. That's Cygnos.com and use code THT to get 20% off select plans today. Uh, do you like bananas? Yes, I do. What would you do if your partner didn't like bananas? Nothing. Nothing? Shove it down his throat. <laughs> Shove it up his ass. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. Went off the deep end fast there. <laughs> what is this story? Okay, so it's titled, Am I the asshole for having a craving of something that makes my partner sick? Okay. I, 25 female, recently found out I was pregnant with my partner, Lyle's 26 male baby. We've been together for three years and we live together. Lyle has ADHD, which he refuses to get treatment or medication for. He's pretty normal about 85% of the time, so I haven't really pushed it. One thing that really affects him, though, is sensory problems. He has a few, but the biggest one is bananas. He cannot stand the smell of a banana or the taste of banana. He's accidentally eaten something with banana before and ran to the bathroom like a child to throw it up. If we are somewhere and someone is eating a banana, he will claim that he can smell it in the room and make us move with the threat that he will be sick. If we don't move, he will start gagging, make himself throw up, and I've seen him start shaking too. This has happened in public before, and it's extremely embarrassing. Anyways, let me tell you what happened. I was really tired, pregnant, and hormonal yesterday, and while I was watching my show, I had a craving for a banana, which I normally avoid when around Lyle, but pregnancy cravings are just too strong to resist. He was going to get groceries from work, so I called and asked him to get me some bananas because I was having a craving. He started begging me before he even got them to not eat them in the house, and I just got fed up and told him no, that I was carrying around his child 
And the least he could do about it, since he's not the one having to nurture the damn thing in his stomach, was to get me a banana. I'd read online that this was probably the baby's way of telling me it's deficient in potassium, and that's all I could really stand to eat at this point was the damn banana, and I don't want to deprive it of what it needs. He argued back and forth, asking me to eat it outside at least, and out of frustration, I just started crying, which made me feel embarrassed. He finally gave in to calm me down and brought it home. I'll admit, I was still really mad and upset from our argument on the phone when he came home, and I, in that moment, couldn't face getting up and going to the kitchen. When he came into the living room and sat on the couch, I asked him to peel it, cut it, and bring Oof. it to me. Ugh, hit him where it hurts. Jeez. I really didn't think this that this was a big deal, but he blew yes, up. Yes, you did. Yes, Shana. you did. What do you mean? You just said that he shivered and ran to the bathroom to throw up. You didn't think it's a big deal? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I have a lot to say <laughs> on this one, actually. I told him that plenty of people have foods they don't like, and he either needs to grow up or seek help for his illness because he's acting like a child, and his problem with bananas is completely abnormal. We argued a bit, and he finally got up, yelled that he was tired of my bullshit, and left the house. He hasn't been back yet. I get his issues are a sensitive topic for him, and when I was talking to my friend about it, she said she had an autistic sister, and what I did was a bit messed up. So read it. Am I the asshole? I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> okay. But here's the thing. Like, I understand it's a really uh, irrational fear and issue that he has with bananas. Like, there, there's not liking texture and, like, being, like, really, like, cringe to, you know, sensory anything. I totally understand that. Whatever's going on with him is... Whatever's <laughs> did you hear that? Yeah. Um, whatever's going on with him is clearly like above and beyond that, which is why I think it's fucked up because it's like, okay, if it was just like he's like, oh, I really just don't like the texture of it. And she's like, please, like I'm so exhausted. Like, please just give me the fucking banana. But it's <laughs> how far is the walk from the couch to the kitchen, bitch? Yeah. And it's I mean, I haven't been pregnant. I don't know how crazy like the hormones are. I really don't. So it's like I try to be sensitive there but like when you know that somebody has such this like fear no matter how irrational it is that's not how you handle it and it, it's it, she said seek like either grow up or seek help and it's just that is so not like a um what is the word like com mm, supportive way and Part yeah and to like help a partner too uh, yeah to like help somebody get help like whatever he's going through like that's some serious shit and yeah it sounds funny it's a banana like but it's just but it's it's serious in his brain. So, yes, that was that was rude as fuck. I, it's so weird. There's so many little comments that I didn't even pick up the first time I read it. But the one where she's like, he's pretty normal about 85% of the time. <laughs> I have ADD, ADHD, ADD. Dude, like, that's what? a lot. I'm pretty normal like 50% of the time. What? That's high for me. I'd say 30. Yeah. My, my ADD is out of control lately. I... I literally was like in the middle of my NFL draft the other day. and Well, not the other day. It was a couple weeks ago now because we're into the season. But I'm sitting here in the office, actively participating, have to pee. Mm -hmm. Get up, go pee. Mm -hmm. After I'm done peeing, I literally go ask my dad. I was like, do you want to go to Trader Joe's? Mm -hmm. Totally forgot about my draft. Mm -hmm. How? Yeah. How? My yeah. brain My brain is just so... I know. I, I, will, get it. I will write half an email and then I'm like, oh, 
I want to do something else. I pull something else up and then I get halfway. I'm oh, there's something else I need to do. Like then forget about task in one and two. Yeah. And I think that like, well, and a lot of like with like any type of like mental health issue, which I didn't really understand this until recently, but it's all on a scale. So like there's the sufferers and the non-sufferers. So a lot of people can probably relate to a lot of ADD symptoms, right? Especially in our day and age, because Mm -hmm. we're so like with all of the fast screen time that we have and like growing up with that, it's like our brain, our like it's our, wired different now. Yeah, our like our yeah. our span, what brain span, attention span, attention span. Yeah, like it's it's just not, <laughs> it's just not as it's not it's not how it used to be, right? Like, <laughs> and so a lot of people can probably relate to these type of feelings, but all of these things are on a on a spectrum. So. Sometimes it it really like just dis- when it disrupts your work, when it disrupts your relationships, like that's when you start to have an issue. But a lot of people mm-hmm. can relate to a lot of these mental health topics. Yeah. I just don't get it. I really, really don't get this one. I think the fact like <laughs> kind of what you said, like, oh, hit him where it hurts. Mm-hmm. He literally went to the store out of his comfort zone. And maybe he is on the spectrum. Like, yeah, I mean, I have sensory. I definitely have like sensory issues but also like we all no matter if you're neurotypical or neuro atypical divergent like we all have what's called a sensory profile Mm -hmm. all of us do Mm -hmm. we have like sensory seekers or sensory avoiders Mm -hmm. like we all have this specific palette of our sensory likes dislikes Mm -hmm. needs wants whatever if you want to take one it's called the sensory profile two um, it's really interesting. I don't know if you can take it actually if you're not an OT, but it's cool. And so like why force something on him when it doesn't affect him? Right. Like you said, where I was actually trying to go with this, like hit him where it hurts. Like he brought you home the bananas mm-hmm. and now you're going to go push it one step further and say, Hey, can you open this? Can you peel it? Can you cut it? Who yeah. fucking cuts their bananas? Just bite it like a normal person. It- but then, but then you could say Morgan, well, some people don't like food touching their teeth. Apples and bananas, they get grossed out when it touches their teeth, so they have to cut it. That's how they normally eat it. So their normal is just different than your normal. Yeah. But why did you have to push him so far? Yeah, cut it your fucking self. Get like, up. Like, she was just, yeah, she was just being a bitch on purpose. Like, And I don't, I like, I. you guys all know how much I appreciate pregnancy and I, I should be an Olympic sport. Pregnant people should get medals automatically. If you are pregnant or have been pregnant and whatever, fucking you get a medal. Yeah. Because I mean, it's fucking hard. But at the same time, get up, walk your five little feet to the kitchen and cut your banana. I'm not even that. Why can't you just like let him bring it to you, bring a knife and then cut your own banana? Yeah. Like there's a lot of options that we could like have him not be interactive with something that literally makes him cringe so much and i and again there's probably something else going on because there's there's sensory issues and there's sensory like like you said we all have these palettes but then it's like the fact that he was like throwing like throwing up and shaking and trembling it's just like there's something it's honestly really normal really yeah so like when i was um doing shadow hours for ot i never had a pediatric rotation because i i automatically knew i didn't want to go into pediatrics but when I was doing all my shadow hours, which was, I think I needed 100, I did all of mine in pediatric clinics. So I worked with OTs that did feeding therapies mm-hmm. with kiddos that had sensory aversions to mm-hmm. food. 
And there's a lot of kiddos that have like literally only three foods that they eat. Mm -hmm. I think one of the kids I had was like that. I think he had like three or seven. I'm forgetting the number now. It's been almost 10 years. But he only ate like Eggo waffles. And like that was it. Literally Mm -hmm. only Eggos. Lunch, dinner, breakfast, Eggo waffles. And so that just like wasn't functional for him and his life. So they were trying to introduce new foods to him. And so they started with like foods that were like similar, but not the same. So the next step was like pancakes. Mm -hmm. And so there's like a specific process with foods where first you look at it and then you might touch it and then you might smell it and then you kiss it and then maybe you'll lick it Mm -hmm. and then maybe you'll actually taste it. Like there's a, an actual methodology that OTs will use for feeding therapies like that, forgetting the actual name. But it's a good one. And so there's some kids that would literally at the sight of a pancake or at the sight of a banana would act like this. And they just can't, they can't help it. Yeah. They, it's just, they're wiring. They're Damn. just. Well, and I have, I have weird, like not to that extent of, but at the same time, I sometimes like bodily waste will freak me out. Especially Bananas if it's, fuck me up. I fit, I really, fit, I, I I have to have the perfect texture of a banana. It can't be too hard. Mm. It can't be too soft. Otherwise, I will gag. Yeah. I mean, I have things where it's like... So, What's the bodily fluid one? So, yeah. So, like, with bodily fluid. So, it's just like... Uh, obviously, there's spit in my mouth. I'm not worried about the spit being in my mouth. But, like... But when I was doing a COVID test and I'm spitting into a tube, then it's like my brain did this weird thing where I pictured, like, drinking the spit again. Oh. And it was like... I started gagging just looking at my own spit into the tube. And it just... It's like... It's like bodily waste that's, like, separated from me. Like, that... Mm, I don't like that. Like if it's separated from a human for like at least like a amount of time. Like, How do you do ooh. when your friends throw up around you? I haven't really had friends throw up around me, but like I, well, <laughs> I had a friend throw up when she was driving and um, oh. yeah, in her car and, and like, and then I was like, I started laughing and then I started Were gagging. you in the car? I was in the car. And then <laughs> and then the smell like kicked in and then I started gagging and I literally was like almost about to throw up. I and then, I sympathy puke. But it was like, oh yeah. my God. And it was so funny because I had to hang my head out the window because I was like- I, The smell. It, the whole like, it was so comical what was going on. But at <laughs> the same time, like I was like, I, could, I, was, I couldn't stop gagging. I was like, ugh. And which ugh, almost like, encourages her to throw up more. Yeah. And then afterwards, but it was funny because afterwards she, I was like, I'm not going to lie. I almost threw up. And she's like, literally, fuck you for not throwing up. She's like, then I won't feel so stupid. She's like, you should have thrown up. (laughs) Oh, God. To puke and still be able to drive. Yeah, it was impressive, honestly. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm not really that good with that type of stuff. But no, I, it's amazing. I was able to survive in healthcare as long as I could. I had um, a stroke patient once and a lot of times after a stroke, you'll have a difficult time managing secretions, Mm. spit in your mouth, like Mm -hmm. your tongue might not work. Half of it might not work. So you have a hard time swallowing your own spit. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times there's drooling or just like an abundance of saliva in the mouth. Oh, the hockaloogie thing. Like I could never watch that. I like, like gagged every time I'd watch that. You know how they like, they They go to the ground and then they suck it back up. Every time I, no, no, no. So I literally was like trying to help him manage his secretions. And in the hospital, you have like um, 
the same thing they have at the dentist. Essentially, it like sucks oh, suctions, yeah. but there's a switch mm-hmm. to turn it on and off. And so he still had like great motor movement of his hand. And so I'm like, oh, he can manage it by himself. He'll be fine. Yeah. Was not fine. Accidentally stuck it way too far back. Oh, no. And it was so bad. And like, I... I literally like realized that I'm a sympathy gagger for sure. And so he starts like, yeah. And I literally have to like, I'm holding the puke bucket with one hand. (laughs) I'm like trying to breathe and it smells. And I'm like, I don't, uh, this was pre COVID. I didn't have a mask on in the hospital. So there was no, there was nothing. Oh no. I didn't have gloves on. God, I just like, it's now, I give so much respect to the nurses out there because holy shit. Like, I just, can you imagine too if like you are in a hospital throwing up and then your nurse just throws up with you? (laughs) I was so close. I was so close. I also spent a lot of time in the bathroom (laughs) with patients. Like, my toots smell bad. These people could clean out a fear of like tooting or something because like you just don't, (laughs) like, I don't, I don't know. But then it's like, why don't we? why are we okay with our own farts? Like our own smells like are fine. Like you can, yeah. you can recognize that they're bad, but like, you're not like upset about it. I know Lyle, uh, the therapy gecko when he came on was like, yeah, like, you know how people like the smell of their own farts. And <laughs> I, I saw I, I that clip. Go, yeah. I, like, I saw I, that I, clip and Justin was like, no, he's like, what? No wonder you're scared to fart in front of him. He doesn't even like his own farts. No, exactly. He doesn't understand it. And it's not that I necessarily like the <laughs> smell, but there's some times where I'm like, what? Okay, what is that smell? <laughs> You're just kind of like curious about it. You don't necessarily like it, but you don't also hate it at the same time. It's, it's a confusing relationship to have with farts. Yeah. 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 This is way too much today. <laughs> this is way too much. Oh, God. No, uh, honestly, like... Same. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so the top comment on the original post, people did call her out for the asshole, which was good. Okay. Because that could have gone a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I think she she did herself in there when she went uh, above and beyond for the peeling. Yeah. Which is what the top comment. Peel it and cut it, bitch. Yeah. Which That's what is, it felt like. Yeah. Like just, it was punishment for the yeah. fight. That's what it was. It was let me assert my dominance over you and punish you for this fight With we had. one of your biggest fears. That's what gets me is that like. It's literally using his weakness against yeah, him. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what makes me wonder. I'm like, have you never had some like, I don't know. I just don't understand. Like, can you not relate in any way where you realize that that's fucked up? I know it's a banana. Like, rationally, yes, it seems silly. We get that. But, like, rationally, we also know that humans are so fucking complex. I don't know, though. Like, I get it because, like, oh, yeah, banana. But, like, some people are like, I love fish. I could sleep in a bucket of tuna. And I'm like, fish? Nope. I'm not touching that thing. I don't want to look at that thing. I don't want to smell that thing. <laughs> I want to know who Morgan knows that sleeps in a oh, bucket of tuna. Oh my God. Oh my God. We need to phone a friend on this. Okay. Literally. I just, okay. I will say though, I have a really fucking weird relationship with fish where like with raw, raw fish. Yeah. Where sometimes like I can, I I think it tastes really good. But other times it's like, again, like the texture and like the thought process where sometimes I feel so gross. I was I in that Hawaii. Meat, meat I was, in general. Yes, me too. Meat, meat in general. And I was Chewy in, chicken, instant gag. Yeah, can't eat it. I was in Hawaii and we got like this poke bowl. And then I all of a sudden was like, like sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. And I was just like, I'm going to, we were with a bunch of his friends and I was like, do you have a stove? <laughs> and he's like, what? Cause you wanted to cook it. Yeah. Cause I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like I, it's not, it's not the day, not today. <sighs> yeah. I was in a grocery store with 
Justin recently. That's who I was going to phone. <laughs> and uh, Phone him. I wonder if he'll even remember it as being like a critical part of my grocery store experience. This is so cool. Hello. Hi. So I have a question for you. Yes. Remember when we went grocery shopping recently and the grocery store had a certain smell? Yeah, a little bit. Do you remember what the smell was? A fish smell? Yeah. Yeah, it might have it might have smelled like fish. Okay. Do you remember that? Kind of. Do you remember what I did when it smelled really, really bad like fish? Yeah. What I do? <laughs> Gag. <laughs> I literally and then what did I have to do? What I what do you mean? Well did I, mean, I like what did I do? I walked away? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> See, it wasn't as like Trump, like yeah. traumatizing for him. Right. But I literally had to, I gagged. I could not control myself. It was so bad. So I'm gagging. Yeah, it's almost like you're acting or like overreacting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He literally thought I was mm-hmm. like, I was being dramatic about mm-hmm. it. He's like, oh, he literally was like, oh, okay, come on. And I'm like, yeah. no, this is uncontrollable. Yeah. It fucking reeks. Yeah. It's disgusting. And so I literally had to like walk away to the other end of the grocery store. And the whole girl, yeah, like you're very sensitive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. One of our partners is Cygnos. Did you guys know that more than one in three Americans have prediabetes? Well, I was kind of in that boat. And you're probably like, why is this so important? Well, I'm sure you've heard of insulin. And insulin helps bind the sugar in the blood and takes it into cells as a source of energy. If you have prediabetes, sugar begins to build up in the bloodstream rather than actually fuel your body. For me, I thought those acai bowls I was eating was so healthy. But because of my Cygnos, I saw what it was actually doing. Cygnos removed the guesswork of weight loss and provided me with the tools and knowledge I needed to develop healthier habits. It combines my glucose data from the CGM or continuous glucose monitor with an AI-driven app to deliver me real-time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Cygnos has an offer exclusively for our listeners. Go to Cygnos.com, that's S-I-G-N-O-S.com, and get 20% off select plans by using code THT today. That's Cygnos.com, and use code THT to get 20% off select plans today. And a boy's response. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. the whole point of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was a comment on the post by username Kyle, not Lyle. Oh. Hey guys, it's Kyle here, Jessica's boyfriend. Yes, she literally changed my name from Kyle to Lyle <laughs> and thought that was good enough. One of her friends sent me this, and I want to set the record straight because I am beyond pissed off. First of all, I want to address this. Quote, refuse to get treatment or medication bullshit. I was diagnosed with ADHD as a fucking child. It took until college to realize I needed to adapt things to how my brain worked rather than slap a medication over it and try to pretend I'm neurotypical. I adapt well in life. I graduated on the dean's list in college and I'm doing well at my dream job and thriving as a neurodivergent person. Do I still forget about the laundry sometimes or have a hard time focusing on certain things, especially when I'm tired? Yes, and it pisses Jess off. Does it mean I have, quote, issues? Fuck no. This medication BS started almost immediately after we found out Jess was pregnant, like a month ago. It wasn't approached like, hey, Kyle, I noticed XYZ. That seems to be hard for you. Mm -hmm. I think you need help with that. It was instead first asked if my ADHD was going to, quote, spread to the baby. 
literally spread was used. Wow. And second, told that I should probably take this as a chance to get it under control because she, quote, didn't want the baby to grow up dealing with any problems. Also, I don't know how far along she is, but finding out a month ago makes me, it's more than likely to be recent. A month ago, so you're two-ish, three-ish, you couldn't get your ass up to cut your own banana? <laughs> you're not on bed rest? I don't know. I think the first few months, though, you can get really nauseous. But yes, but anyway, but to your point, keep going. Uh, <laughs> now, let's get to the sensory aversions. I have been through therapy to manage it. I can now, after years, touch paper towels without my gums hurting. But mm. bananas, I just cannot deal with. People who aren't neurodivergent and don't deal with sensory aversions don't understand that it is literally physically painful in many cases and genuinely makes me sick. Mm. I don't make myself throw up. Mm -hmm. My body naturally reacts like that. Jess has told me many times how embarrassed she is by it and how it affects her. And her solution is exposure therapy. What she doesn't realize is that it's essentially the same thing as torture to me. There are some cases, like the paper towels, where I've realized it's just a little too common, but bananas are not common enough for me to sit there and torture myself. Just to make her feel less embarrassed next time, she wants me to try a smoothie her sister makes and lie about the ingredients. Finally, other details I think are important. I'm just going to bullet these because I'm going to write too much otherwise. Jess was binge watching a show on Netflix and wanted me to bring her a banana while she watched the show on the couch. We are in a one-bedroom apartment, and the smell would probably be there at least for a day. We had gotten in an argument about my ADHD and me not having meds, C.2 and 3, the day before, so this didn't seem like a sudden craving, but more a cruel jab since yeah, it was still tense. 100%. Yep, called that. Yep. The pregnancy wasn't planned. And no, random commenter, I didn't fucking rape her. She was on birth control, and it failed. What kind? Asking, yeah. <laughs> asking asking, for a friend. She wasn't too sick to get up. She was too lazy and pissed and told me to go cut it for her, quote, because I just want to watch my show in peace. I'll admit I snapped when she insisted I cut the banana and do, quote, just this one thing for our child to show I care. As if she didn't go out of, as if she didn't go out and quit her job pretty much immediately without even telling me. Wow. And I'm now dealing with all of the household expenses what? while she shops. What? What the fuck? I've also been caring for most of the I want house. a rebuttal on that one. <laughs> like literally. <sighs> I've also been caring for most of the house because she already claimed being too pregnant from morning sickness. So yes, I was fed up with her bullshit. ADHD is not an issue. It just mean my it just means my brain works a little different. I'm so tired of the ableist bullshit that comes from nowhere. Get over yourself. Lots of other comments from him as well. Damn. Um, which I will just say, like, as an OT, whether this was a kid or an adult, I would never, ever make this goal a part of their treatment plan because it doesn't affect their life. Like the, the paper. Banana. Yeah. So if you look at the comparison yeah. that he gives, like the paper towels versus right. the bananas, mm -hmm. he uses like more common. Yeah. But you could use like you could change that term out for like more important in your day-to-day -day occupations. You actually need to use paper towels day-to-day yeah. -day or some sort of towel or whatever to wipe things up, to mm -hmm. clean, whatever. So that 
aversion isn't functional for his life. It's going to impede his quality of life. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Bananas, he can go the rest of his life avoiding bananas. It's not going to impact him in his life. No OT or therapist would make it a goal for him to touch bananas if it's not severely impacting his life, quality of life, or function. Right. God, and this also, like, reminds me, too, I I forgot that this happened, but um, there was a time, mm, oh, my God, it was so fucking brutal. So, basically, my my dad is a dentist, and he gave me whitening trays and then, like, this whitening stuff, and I was uh, in high school at the time, and so I was like, cool, I want white teeth, whatever. Like, I overdid it he basically said like only leave it in for a few hours but it was annoying to leave it in like and just like go about your day so instead i put them in and i slept in it Mm -hmm. and i woke up and i can't even explain how treacherous the feeling was hurts to breathe it was but it was like it was this way where it was like i i don't even the cringe that i felt like i was writing with a pencil a fucking pencil and the sound of the pencil on the paper mm. was like nails on a chalkboard. I was in school and I was like falling over. Like it was just the most horrendous thing. And then there was a guy that once told me like before that, that biting into a towel with dry teeth was one of the most like cringe worthy, awful visions that he's ever had in his entire mind. And I imagined mm-hmm. it while my teeth were that sensitive. And I literally was just like, sh- like shaking. It was so, I oh like, God. I'll never forget like how fucked up that, that day slash two days were because I was just like any thought or sound was nails on a chalkboard, like times a hundred. It was so bad. That's how he feels about bananas. Exactly. And that's exactly why I'm like, I'm relating now yeah. to that, to that, it's, because it's yeah. just like, but oh, yeah, I don't, it's, she's being such a fucking brat. Well, and so there is another comment from him. That goes, literally everything was fine and just wasn't like this until she got pregnant and suddenly did a 180 on the personality. It's been a month and it's just gone downhill. She wanted to keep the child and what can I fucking do about that? Regardless, I think I'll be leaving. Which, the fact that she quit her job the minute she found out she That's was pregnant. That's super weird. This feels like a baby trap to me. Literally. This feels like a baby trap. Honestly, because it's like the fact that she... Okay. The fact that her birth control failed, uh, that does happen. It does happen. Right? But then the fact that you quit your job immediately. Mm, Two plus two equals four. It's one plus one equals two. Yeah, we don't know math, but we know a little bit. (laughs) The basics. The basics. And the basics is saying baby trap, bitch. (laughs) Um, Did you think this when you read this originally? I didn't read his response. Oh, So I just read the original post to make sure like at least that was good. And then I, um, because so what I did is I actually posted on the Two Hot Takes subreddit and I I asked for help. Oh, yes, I saw that. And so um, this one was a comment on there. And so after reading the original and like knowing that it was at least good, Mm -hmm. I didn't go any further. Okay, cool. Um, Nice. So... So you kind of have these like blind reactions too. Yeah, on this on this one, cool. I try to like conserve reading as much as it fucking pains me. Um, there's one more comment on this yeah, best wow. of redditor updates. Oh, don't worry, I have this whole thing saved already because I'm sure I'll need it in the future, and I'm about ninety five percent sure I'm done with the relationship, as you should be. I mean, I kind of think. I mean, yes, I do 
That's how I, that was my thought. And I support his decision. But then I'm also wondering if some weird shit is going on with her right now. Because Hormones? if he said, yeah, because if he said she was never like that before. Which and is, then, that also was what, like, gave me the baby trap idea. Right. Like, lock him in and then change your whole personality. But three years is a long time to not yeah. uncover yeah. some shit. So maybe, like, go to therapy first together and see. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's worth it though because for someone that's willing to like can you imagine if you had a boyfriend that was like Lauren your ADHD isn't real your anxiety isn't real you just need to get medication and you'll be fine like just discrediting who well, you also, are actually like that actually really pissed me off because like as someone who has ADD it's like no don't just slap Adderall like Adderall is just like very a questionable drug right mm-hmm. like and so I it's, an, I it's literally an amphetamine. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not against Adderall, but like I definitely, definitely helps. Yeah, it definitely helps. I just think that like to just be like you need medication. It's just like there are other like healthy things that you can do to help yeah. ADD too. And so it's I just a band-aid, not a solution. Yeah. I just think that it's like really important to like focus on the thing like, you know, we were talking about this before where it's just like there you could put tennis shoes right by your bed so when you wake up in the morning you put them on like it just like starts off a more productive day you can like there's like reading a book for me instead of going through tiktok it helps my brain like stay very focused and more mm-hmm. like i don't I know love reading yeah there's just things that you can do that i i just it's it's annoying to hear somebody just be like take your fucking pills and shut up you know <laughs> It's like it just discredits like who you are too, and it's I don't know. And I'm all for medication, but like, but don't just slap that on. You, I don't know. I I well, and like so for me, it's like I think like I recently went on medication again for a little bit, and it Mm -hmm. did really really help. And then I just kind of like was like I keep forgetting to take it, and so I stopped taking it again. But when I do take it regularly, like I notice a huge difference. But it's also the fact that like I take it regularly, but I also have really like good habits of like I have a calendar, massive calendar, mm-hmm. and I write everything down in it now. So I'm also implementing other yes, techniques. Yes. Because it's not just the medication that helps. Yeah. It definitely makes things easier right. and makes me feel more like yeah. regulated, stable, mm-hmm. chill. But at the same time, it's like if you don't have those other techniques you're missing a part of the equation that's going to help you succeed. Yeah. Which is why I like that he highlights with his ADD, ADHD. He's like, like medication is, that's just like, no. Like for me, it's like, I learned how to succeed yeah. with these other tactics and blah, 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 Which blah. Which is great. And that's, and that's why I think ADD is like a little bit different than like, I've, I mean, every, every single type of mental, it, it, it's, it's all different. Mental health is all different. But like, I do think that ADD, there are a lot of really great things that you can implement and like, like do with medication, like do like try before doing medication. Like, so. Yeah. I well, know. I think it's really interesting too. And I think screen time is something we've mentioned yeah. already with like, there's an, a rule in OT that like, if you have kiddos, your kiddos should not see the screen of a phone or iPad before the age of three mm. because it changes the way their brain is like wired. Wow, I believe that. And there's so many other little kid shows like Coco Melon mm. and there's other ones that like change the way your kid's wow. brain's wired and your dopamine, their dopamine receptors wow. work. And so like it's actually really bad for your kids. Like Coco Melon is not good for your kids. Yeah. It wow. literally increases like the dopamine to the fact like 
their brain changes. And so so I think it's interesting to see how ADD, ADHD has also like the diagnosis rate has increased, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. Like look at TikTok. All of our intentions, our attention spans are like changing because of TikTok. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Went down a rabbit hole. Gotta go, gotta go. Okay. One of our partners is Cygnos. Did you guys know that more than one in three Americans have prediabetes? Well, I was kind of in that boat. And you're probably like, why is this so important? Well, I'm sure you've heard of insulin. And insulin helps bind the sugar in the blood and takes it into cells as a source of energy. If you have prediabetes, sugar begins to build up in the bloodstream rather than actually fuel your body. For me, I thought those acai bowls I was eating was so healthy. But because of my Cygnos, I saw what it was actually doing. Cygnos removed the guesswork of weight loss and provided me with the tools and knowledge I needed to develop healthier habits. It combines my glucose data from the CGM or continuous glucose monitor with an AI-driven app to deliver me real-time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Cygnos has an offer exclusively for our listeners. Go to Cygnos.com, that's S-I-G-N-O-S.com, and get 20% off select plans by using code THT today. That's Cygnos.com and use code THT to get 20% off select plans today. One last one. Okay. Okay, so first post, there's three. Okay. So this is last but not least, but there are three parts to this. It is from True Off My Chest. The moment my husband suggested a female, male, female, the marriage was over in my heart. What? (laughs) It's a threesome. Okay. Am I overreacting? (laughs) (laughs) What? Please, I need help sorting out my feelings or maybe controlling them because my emotions are controlling me 100% right now. About two to three weeks ago, after making love, my husband and I lied in bed for some after play, and he told me that it would be awesome to have a threesome. I kept my cool, but he must have noticed that I stiffened in his arms. My heart was yelling, this can't be happening. This is so over. This is so, so over. But my mouth said, I don't think this is something I would ever want to try. I've been avoiding him like the plague ever since, which has been a very hard task because he's a very affectionate man and always wants to touch and hug and kiss. I don't know if he's noticed anything yet because I have been busy with work and the kids, but he's bound to notice soon. I've only told my best friend and confidant about it, but she thinks that I'm being overly sensitive and dramatic, but I swear I'm not playing or trying hard. I just can't control my heart, especially when it's playing the same tunes as my brain. I want divorce on repeat every time I see him. She, my best friend, told me that it was just my pride. Just? He asked you and you said no, and he respected that. Please, can I fix this? Anyone with the same experience? I have three small children and we share a beautiful life together. Help. To me, that's a jump. A jump? Like to go from, what about a threesome sometime, to divorce? Yeah. That seems drastic to me. I I definitely— I'm going to preface this. I have not read this one at all. Oh, okay, cool. Have not read this one at all. None of of the parts. Um, No, I mean, I—it's weird because, like, hearing that from an outside perspective, I also feel like that. I feel like that's a— that's a big jump like what like he just threw it out there and then immediate divorce and you know what I mean right but but then I if I put myself in that situation 
I don't know how offended I would be. Like if I would just be like, if I would think you've known me for so long, we have children together. This has never been something we've ever talked about. Yeah. And like, you know that I want an exclusive relationship. We made these vows to each other before we got married. Like, why are you throwing this on me now? Are you bored of me? Like, and like the fact that you're thinking yeah. about other women and you just want to incorporate them in our relationship, in our life with our children, like that fucks me up. Like send you down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Send me down the rabbit hole. So it's like, yeah, that like someone like throwing that out there, like threesome, you know, I mean, it's not like the first time that anyone's ever said that. It's not crazy. It doesn't mean they don't love you anymore. It doesn't mean, you know, X, Y, Z. But like it, when you're in that situation where it's just like, dude, I literally like thought you knew me. I thought we made commitments to each other. I thought we were on the same page and now you're throwing it out there. Like I could see how she's kind of in a weird place. I don't, I'm not, I'm, I don't think that they should get divorced. Like, I think she needs to dig into that and have like a further conversation. Yeah. But like I can like see where she's panicking. I just don't understand where it's like you have this great marriage that you say you do. You have this great life mm -hmm. together. You have three kids, a home. And like by the sounds of it, a good marriage. I don't understand why you just can't say to him then like, no, that's not something I ever would be interested in. But but you also have like talked about before that like you would potentially consider a threesome right but i never ever ever would have before justin it's only this relationship that i've like been very open to it and i'm not i'm not implying that like anyone that doesn't want a threesome is like insecure in their relationship mm -hmm. that's not at all what i'm saying yeah everyone has their own relationships mm -hmm. but i will say like i think it's the fact that i am so comfortable with him and I know he loves me so much that I'm even like willing to consider it. And like my thought is, is that like when you hear this story and you're picturing it in your situation, like if you and Justin were to be married and he were to say that it feels way more like nonchalant because it you guys it's not that big of a deal for like your relationship. But like if you were a person who was so strong hold on like never wanting that in a relationship and all of a sudden you've like committed your entire life to them, kids and marriage, and then they bring it up, it might feel like they just pulled the rug from underneath you because it's like, yeah. okay, that's a desire that you've always wanted and it's not at all what I want. So is that going to be in the back of your mind? And I denied you, you're like, you're desires in your life right i think like, you definitely could it could create a lot of insecurities mm -hmm. but i also think it's all context like yeah. has he asked for a threesome in the past and you've already said you're not interested mm -hmm. and so he's bringing it up again yeah because yeah that's that's a little worrisome maybe mm -hmm. is he already cheating and wants to bring in his affair partner in for your threesome like that's a rabbit hole you could go down but yeah. if it's truly something like he's never brought up and you have this great life together and maybe it's a new fun way to spice up your sex life. I kind of look at it as like, uh, like just talking openly about your sexual preferences even. Like, yeah. hey, like would you consider pegging? Like would you consider calling me mommy sometime? Like yeah. not like I keep seeing a lot of mommy really? fetish Reddit stories. Huh. So that's not relevant in my okay. life at all. <laughs> FYI. I know I've overshared on this podcast today, but uh, uh, there's a lot of mommy fetish out there. So I think it's just like a conversation. It didn't have to be like that, but we got two more updates. Okay. Like one update and then um, his side. Okay. So hi again. I have a little update here. I've talked to my husband now. Only a little bit after him asking me why I'm so absorbed in my phone. 
I told him that I was thinking about his request and how it affected me. He said he's noticed me being distant and sad, but that he didn't know how to approach me. We talked a bit more, and I asked him if he still wanted a threesome, and he answered in the affirmative. So I asked him if he'd thought a candidate, and he said yes, that she actually was the one who suggested it. Hmm? Yeah, that's, I absolutely not. He showed me her Instagram. It was all I could do not to freak out and to keep my head cool. I have all the information now, and the ball is in my court now, I guess. I commented earlier that I was already having flashbacks with him and a faceless woman, and these flashbacks are haunting me. Now the woman has a face. Oh, no. I hate it. I need to talk more to him. We just talked for a few minutes, but I just couldn't talk more tonight. All my being is screaming, give me a divorce. So I'm waiting until I'm less irrational. If anything else happens, I will update. I appreciate you for wanting to know how this is going. I really thought he broke me with his request until I asked for more details and he provided. Mm. I'm off to bed now. (laughs) Oh, I just like, I hate these feelings for them. Top comment on this one. My question is, why is another woman comfortable enough to ask your husband for a threesome? Oh, such a good question. Yes. What I'm wondering. Yeah. Who the fuck is she? What kind of conversations do they have? It's probably a man catfishing. Where are the boundaries in your relationship with people of the opposite sex? If it was me, I would not at all be comfortable or happy about this. And I would express that to my husband. If that's how you reacted after he said, imagine how you'll feel going through with it. Is this a random Instagram girl or is this like someone he's like friends with? We're for sure going to find out. Oh, okay. For sure. Okay. Because I'm like, if it's a random person online, I would, I'd be like catfish. (laughs) Tell me now. I need to know. What? Do you sneak peek? I read the title. So this was posted six days ago. Okay. I will say the husband's side is posted two days ago. Super fucking recent. Super recent. Okay. I am so, so impressed with those that shared this on the Two Hot Takes subreddit. So thank you. The FMF, female, male, female, is happening on Saturday or Saturday next. Afterwards, I'm serving my husband the divorce papers. <laughs> Wait, what? She's doing it and then divorcing him? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's a little crazy. It's unhinged. It's a little unhinged. It's unhinged. I made a throwaway yesterday on the sub about my husband asking me for a threesome with a woman and how it ended my marriage in my heart. I have had mixed reactions about it, and many advised me to tell him how I felt. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Where's Justin? Justin! Well, that's what I've been doing since last night. I found out that the woman he had in mind is an ex-coworker, an outspoken Polly who kept being friends with her coworkers from her old job, my husband included. He showed me all of his DMs with her, both in the group chat and private. There's no affair between them, but she's the one who showed interest in a three-way with my husband and I because having sex with couples turns her on and she thought that we're hot. <laughs> so at least there's not the emotional affair there. Yeah, happy, I agree. Happy. I don't think that there's emotions involved like at all. This girl wants a poly boyfriend and my husband only wants to spice things up. Anyways, I'm leaving my husband because I can't control my feelings. He broke me. I'm certainly still not communicating my feelings properly to him, but I'm probably just wired this way. 
When someone hurts me, I just shut down and shut them out. What my best friend said I did anyways. I have contacted a lawyer and I have a meeting tomorrow to go through the process and details. Now for the female, male, female. I'm going to say yes, mostly because I'm so curious to see what the fuss is all about. Reading the comments yesterday, you guys made it sound like it's what every man dreams of. I'm intrigued. I want to see the reason my marriage is over. Does this make sense? No. No? I want to know if it's worth ruining my heart. Another thing is that I want to... He doesn't know. Another thing is that I want to do something nice for him before leaving since he's so excited. What? (laughs) My way of saying goodbye. I told him I'm game. goodbye gift. I told him I'm game and that I wanted it to be over with this weekend. He got excited and tried to kiss me. Forget fucking it. She should have said fucking forget it. He didn't notice I avoided his touch. We spoke to the girl. She thought Saturday is too soon. If we're both first timers, maybe we needed to meet her first, etc. She's a pro. I give her that. So we're meeting for drinks on Saturday. Let's not label it, she said. Let's just meet and see how it goes from there. As I said, pro. I know this will pr- I know this will piss you off probably, but I promised an update, so here you go. Please don't hate me too much. Oh, and we are mid-30s, and the girly is early 30s, I think. If I sound childish, it's probably a mixture of language barrier, but also childishness. Good night. <laughs> this is also a throwaway. She keeps saying good night. <laughs> um, I want to bang my head in a wall. This is, okay. This is not as bad of a situation as I would have thought. Because like you said, <laughs> the initial post was, yeah, yeah, because like you said, there is no, there was not like a romantic uh, or emotional cheating going on. So it seems, it just seems like it's like literally, it literally business. seems like a, it's just business. a shot in the dark. It seems like a shoot your shot. Yeah. Like, hey, I think your wife are hot. I think you and your wife are hot. Well, if you'd ever consider a threesome, I'm here. And I guess like why I eased up too is like one time I had, I was dating a guy who um, like he was my boyfriend and his ex was like, I love your girlfriend. I think she's so cute. Like, could I have a threesome with her? Cause she's bisexual. Wow. And she like had a different relationship going on and she didn't want it with me and my boyfriend. She wanted it with me and like the relationship she had. What? And I, <laughs> I, I never told you that. No. And my boyfriend was, <laughs> oh and my, my boyfriend was like, no, <laughs> that's so sweet, but no. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. I was like, love her for that. <laughs> but it was She like, called me pretty? I know, right? I'm like, <laughs> I love her now. But it's what just, fuck? yeah, it was just like one of those things where it's like, it, it's so interesting. And again, we're all so fucking different in the yeah. way our brains work. Like we just talked, like some of us will like put bananas up our ass and some of us like will like run and throw up to them. So it's like, we're very, we're, yeah, dif- we're different, we're different, but it's just like instantly like her saying that about me made me just feel like I'm like, yeah, this, this ex of his is a homie. Like she's like non threatening to me and so 
this story kind of reminds me of that. And that doesn't like her feelings are her feelings. I think it's fucking weird that she's like, this is my goodbye present. But like, this is breaking my heart. Yeah. But, but at the same time, I am kind of curious what it's all about. Yeah. Right. What? what? What's the hype all about? Yeah. And it's like, are you the, interested or are you not interested? Right. Because you're sounding more interested. Right. You just like want to do it. Maybe like maybe she has some type of like, I don't know, religious like thing where she's like, I can't do this like for good conscience. But like I'm being I don't know, like this is the only way I could do it with like my like guilt being I don't know, whatever. I'm making shit up at this point. But like <laughs> but I'm like, it's just it's getting weird because it's just like, OK, one, you should tell me how you feel, because it's like yeah. if you're in a committed relationship, you should you owe your partner that. Right. Like, absolutely. And then. And then two, what are you, what is this vindictive, like, what are you doing? I don't get it. Is there, is there updates? So I'll go to the. No, don't tell me there's not updates. Account's been deleted. So I don't have an update from her. But you have from him? I have his side. But I will say her, like, she like italicized it when she said it too. So she goes italicized, communicate, communicate, communicate. Ah. Is she like quoting Justin? Like, did I don't she know. watch the show? Maybe too? Justin found her original post. Well, that's what I've been doing since last night. That's the what exact that opposite of what you've been doing. You literally are like doing this as a test. You're you're like dangling this bait as a test, and it's like, for what? If the marriage is over in your heart and your head yeah. because he even asked for a threesome, yeah. what? And so it's like. I've been telling him how I feel, but apparently not good enough. You've been communicating that you want this threesome so much so that you're setting it up. How are you communicating how you feel and your wants and your needs? Yeah. I'm like, I'm really mind fucked with how she thinks she's communicating. I know. Okay. Top comment. Stupid games end in stupid prizes. And OP responds, what does that mean? (laughs) hey siri what does stupid games end in stupid prizes mean you don't get it okay i found this on the web for what does stupid games end in stupid prizes mean check it out yes (laughs) if one makes poor decisions one should expect negative consequences most often in response to violent or humiliating outcomes of poor decisions See also, fuck around and find out. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So his post is titled, My male 35, wife, female 37, told me this morning that she wants a divorce after yesterday's three-way. My wife and I had a three-way yesterday with a woman that I know. It was terrible to tell you the truth. My wife was so awkward and she refused to take off her nightgown, amongst other things. She never looked at me once and refused to let me touch or kiss her. The girl, female 29, we had was more relaxed and she tried to make my wife get comfortable. My wife was more receptive to her advances than to me. She just shut me out completely. I only thought it was because it was my wife's first time and that she was awkward. She is a very shy person. Anyways, halfway she just took a more passive role and even didn't let the girl touch her. This morning, she told me that the marriage was over and that she wanted a divorce. I asked her if it was because of yesterday, and she said yes. I asked her why she didn't tell me that she didn't want a three-way, if she hated it so much, and that it's ending our marriage. 
She said, our marriage ended the day I suggested the three-way and that she just wanted to see if it was worth breaking her heart and said, I hope it was worth it. Of course it wasn't worth it. I would have forgot all about it had she said she didn't want it. She did say that she wasn't into having other people when I first suggested it, and I respected that, but then she changed her mind and agreed. My wife and my family are way more important to me than any three-way. If she didn't want it, I would have never brought it up again. I feel played. What do you fucking say to a woman like that? I fucking love her and I don't want to live without her, but she has asked me to move out tomorrow. P.S. Thank you for sending me my wife's post. One reads, the moment my husband suggested an FMF, the marriage was over in my heart. Am I overreacting? The other one reads, blank. I don't know how to include the post, but I have read them. I and I alone have ruined my life. I broke my wife's heart. Edit to add, look, I know I'm 100% wrong here and that I fucked up completely and ruined my life and broke my girl's heart. But what she did is so fucked up. It's just so fucked up that she never once communicated how she felt to me, her husband. I asked her once and she decided to divorce me then and there and she pretended everything was cool between us. If she, and this is like all caps, bold, if she had told me that a threesome is a deal breaker, I would never have asked her again. I repeat, if she had told me that a threesome is a deal breaker, I would never have asked her again. Yeah. If she told me how that broke her heart, I would have done anything to try and mend it. But she was just so calm and collected about it. None of you live with us to see my point of view. No one can see how fucked up this is. I know I should have been more attentive during the three-way. I wasn't, and I regret it bitterly. It's my first, and I got it confused because she was the one who brought up the subject again after telling me no, and I forgot about it. But according to her, she was already set on divorce, so there was nothing I could have done during the three-way to change her mind. She has thrown away her marriage because of a stupid, stupid request that I didn't follow up on, but she did. Damn. Also, I don't know, like, she wasn't really into him touching or kissing her before the threesome so i don't think if he would have paid more attention to her it would have mattered no not at all she already made up her mind i mean i'm i'm so down to be i'm like so here for being like very like hurt by the asking of a threesome i get it but like this i just i'm sorry like i don't this is too much for me like, you need to fucking communicate. Like, yes, uh, we do live in a world where people do have threesomes. It's not, like, the craziest thing to request. And, like, yes, that's really hurtful. And, like, yes, you would hope that your husband knows you well enough to, like, not like to not request that. If you, But, like, <laughs> communicate, like, your feelings, your thoughts. Like, tell him how you feel. See how he reacts. Give him a fucking chance. If this is someone that you've dedicated your life to, like— why not give him a chance to explain himself? Like, he's like, he like he said, he's not that interested. He just was like, hey, shits and gigs. This was an offer. What are your thoughts? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, do you do you feel that way? Or like, is yeah, this just me? But that's what I'm saying. I think it's, I think the conversation, and that's kind of what I said. I think the conversation when he initially like mentioned it mm -hmm. was so casual. Yeah. And that's, it's no different than discussing like, what do you think about pegging? Yeah. What are your thoughts on 6 9 what are your thoughts on hitting it from behind? Mm -hmm. That rhymes. Um, 
No, I think I think it was just way, way overanalyzed from her. And I think she just self-sabotaged again and again and again and again and again. And it's it's hard to watch. It's hard to hard to read the delusion of that second update. Yeah. If you're against it, just say it. Just say it. Why? And if you already know you want the divorce, why then? That's like like he said he felt played. Yes. He was played. And I get really bad vibes from this. I'm getting bad vibes from all of this. So much it's of making it. my brain hurt, to be honest. Same. And there's there's a lot of comments on this post. I'll be sure to link them. They're also linked on the THT subreddit under this episode theme, along with some other ones we didn't get a chance to read that are also probably really good. Um, but yeah. This is what we're ending on. This is we're done. Fuck this. <laughs> I did have a really wholesome one. But it's, I guess it's not that long. Do you want it? The wholesome one? Yeah. Okay. Like, I need to go to bed, but like, (laughs) yeah. So it is titled, I, 29 female, keep finding long hairs in my bathroom, which is strange because my husband, 32 male, is bald and I have a short pixie crop hairstyle. She said wholesome. I know I prefaced it well. This started a few weeks ago. While cleaning the bathroom, I found a number of long hair strands over my bathroom wall by the shower. This struck me as very odd because not only does my husband not have hair, I also wear a very cropped short hairstyle. So it's impossible for the strands I found to belong to either me or my husband. Confused, I washed them away but couldn't stop thinking about it. I decided not to mention it but kept looking out for them. There seems to be a pattern that there's hairs appearing when I'm either at work or out for a longer time period. I feel like I'm going crazy and I feel like I shouldn't just immediately go to my husband cheating on me with a longer haired woman. I asked my husband about it and he just shrugged, which makes me more paranoid as surely this is something that's strange. So why is he so blasé about it? I'm starting to think he's playing it down to stop me from finding out the truth. It happened again two days ago, and I asked my husband again. He dismissed it, but this time admitted it's strange, but told me the only explanation is that they must be my hairs. They are not, and after saying so, now he'll just ignore me if I bring it up. I don't want to assume my husband is cheating on me and accuse him of such over something so ridiculous, but I'm driving myself into the ground trying to work out how the hairs have gotten there without my husband dismissing it as nothing. During lockdown, we haven't had any visitors that I know of, so can rule out his sister. That was the post. Shut up. There's, I mean, there's an update. Yeah. Um, it's like, I, I mean, I would have a reaction, but I don't because I know it's a wholesome post. So I'm just like, I'm like, what is he doing? Is he like braiding his pubes? Like I'm confused. Oh, yeah. A lot of comments on the original. Do you do your laundry at a public laundromat or share washers and dryers with anyone? Or is there anyone you've been in contact with during this time that has long uh, that has long hair? While unlikely, it may explain finding hairs once or twice. But if it's recurring, especially in the shower, I don't think you are unreasonable to be suspicious. Yeah. Um, someone goes, could it be a wig? Could your husband be into... They use the word Mm cross-dressing, but I believe that is an inappropriate term these days. Mm. It's weird. She finds them on the shower wall, blah, 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 blah. So a lot of comments. 
Update. I ultimately decided against getting a secret camera set up because, ironically enough, I didn't want to betray my partner's trust. Hmm. Though part of me wanted to get one to squash any worries of someone living in my walls, as per the comments. I did, though, plan to leave work early, which is something I've never done before. My boss allowed me to leave after a half day. Upon returning home, nothing seemed amiss. I was expecting another car on the drive or parked outside on the street. There was no other car I didn't recognize. Quietly letting myself in, I was immediately confused. In the hallway, there was a pair of shoes I didn't recognize. And a pony. (laughs) And not only that, they looked like men's shoes. Standing in the hallway, trying to work out what to do, if I should sneak around or make my presence known, before I could decide, my husband walked out of the kitchen with two cups of tea. By my husband's face, it was obvious he was surprised to see me. It was the tea guy from earlier. (laughs) Same story. Playing along with naivety, I asked my husband how he could have known I was coming home early to make me tea. Expecting my husband to lie, he surprised me by sitting me down and explaining everything. Tea? What tea guy? What do you mean the tea guy from the story who was like not wanting to share his tea? Now he's sharing his tea. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That one might go to Patreon. Okay. (laughs) At the beginning of lockdown, his friend, someone I'm not all the close with because only met once, was evicted, lost his job, and had been couch surfing. So for some days over the past couple of weeks, this guy has been traveling to our house and with the acceptance of my husband, using our bathroom to freshen up to attend interviews. He was also borrowing shirts and suits from my husband. As it turns out, my husband's friend has long hair and a beard. So it turns out, my husband isn't cheating on me, but was hiding the fact his long-haired friend was coming over to use our shower. After his shower, I ended up meeting Dave, and he turned out to be a very nice bloke, just down on his luck. I wished him the best for his socially distanced interview, and he went on his way. Why didn't he tell her? I asked my husband why he didn't just tell me, as I wouldn't have had a problem with it. Turns out he was worried about my reaction and me not liking his friend or approving of the situation. He also told me Dave was very embarrassed about the whole situation and didn't want people to know what he was having to do. I told my husband I was starting to believe he was cheating and he was shocked, having not even considered those implications while attempting to cover for his friend. I told him... This whole thing was ridiculous and even suggested his friend live with us until he's back on his feet. Funnily enough, my worst case scenario, which was mentioned in the replies, was either a homeless man or woman living in my walls and sneakily using the shower. And though this seems to be half the case, I'm glad it wasn't a stranger as such that wasn't unwelcome and someone that wasn't living in my walls. Mm -hmm. I don't like that he kind of gaslit her about it. Like being like, I don't know what you're talking about. Long hairs, they must be yours. I'm like, (laughs) now that we're on the topic (laughs) of um, other side of the story, I'm like, what if he told his friend with long hair to come in to cover for him so the wife would get off his back with his affair? Or what if the two of them were still having an affair and he lied about him doing interviews? We will never know. The account is now deleted. But there's like, that was kind of a two sides, even though they're both coming from her. It was kind of like. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. That and was, it was, that it was, was a happy ending. That like, was definitely wholesome. Great, I, great friend. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Great friend. <laughs> it was good. Time for bed. Time for bed. Time it is for bad. way too late. Way too late. Um, 
Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for being here, Lauren, for this emergency session. Thank you for for all these updates that you all shared with me on the THT subreddit. Be sure to tune in for Spotify Live. The episode tonight was absolutely fucking bonkers. And I share a personal story that happened to me in Iceland that was extremely traumatic. I want to tune in. It's really good. Can I really like good. can I re-listen or is it only Yes, you can re-listen if you're unable to join live on Tuesdays, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. You can listen back on Fridays when the episode drops. Ooh, only Friday though? It stays in that. Oh, it stays forever. Yeah, it's on the regular Spotify oh app God. on Friday. But join live. It's Wait, really don't fun. Don't you get nervous? Like you can't edit it? No. Oh, Morgan's raw. I know. It's kind of scary. Uh, but it's really, really fun. And I shared a story about this like thing that happened in Iceland and it was terrifying. I'll show you pictures after this. Okay. I'll put a picture on the YouTube if you're watching just so you can get an idea of what I'm about to talk about on that episode. But it's nuts. Mm. Also, you guys, we had to record this really late because like she said, it's an emergency session. So any sleep deprivedness, <laughs> that's where it's coming from. Same. And I'm still super jet lagged from Iceland. So... We try to give you guys our our best. So we did. We really did. Yeah. So give us some grace. Love you guys. Love you. Until next time. Good night. Bye. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. 
Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. 